Welcome to another edition of Chatting Change, a lively conversation about how to navigate some of life's big change moments with me, Rami Chweni, and Takanupumangele. In this episode, we're joined at the kitchen table by Dr. Sumaya Ibrahim. We take a deep dive into why struggling with fertility is such a taboo and the financial and social costs that go hand in hand with fertility treatments. Chatting Change is made just for you by Bright Rock, the first ever needs match life insurance that changes as your life changes. All right, Rami, I'm thinking of planning my second child now. You have three, no? I've got three. Yeah, I'm thinking of planning my second one now. Are you ready though? I I'm... mean, was it easy having your first one? No. It no, wasn't. it wasn't. Financially, it, you could never be ready. Every time when I think about having kids, I remember how difficult the pregnancies are, or they were. They can. But then, be. I mean, there are so many ways now of having kids. People are talking IVF, people are doing surrogacy, people yes. are, you know, it's a lot of that. But then yeah. sometimes some people go for those options because they can't naturally have their baby. So, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the body just won't allow. Yeah. It's a good thing we have Dr. Sumaya in here today. Yeah. She's going to talk about all of this. And all the options of making babies. Let's find out about papas. So, people have this perception that having a kid is expensive. It is, and I have three. Yeah, well, I have one too, but people think that it's just after the kid arrives. Yeah. There's also some planning in, in place that needs to be done for those who plan. Absolutely. Uh, I planned my child. Uh, <laughs> Are you trying to say something about No, that? no. So what do you say <laughs> about what I just spoke of right now? Well, planning is definitely involved. Yeah. Um, financial that, planning, health planning. Mm -hmm. You've got to make sure that as a woman who's going to hold bear the child and yeah. carry the child for nine months and look after the child for mm. the rest of its life, mm. that uh, you are in good health to do so yeah. um, before you even get into your pregnancy mm -hmm. and also that you financially sound to be able to do that. So I'm just wondering, but then I am children only starting to be expensive now because my mother had six kids mm. and I've never had a complaint. My about grandmother had eight. You know, yeah. and my three are killing me. Yeah, it's relative, think, right? You know, I, I think the demand is, has just like gone completely out of proportion. Cost of living. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, when we were growing up, school fees, we went to government school. Oh, school yeah. Fees yes. was yes. 10 rand a year. And there, yet there were families who didn't pay that. So, yeah. you know, now... And you were not kicked out. Mm. No. Yeah. And now if you send your child to a, even a government school, you're not paying 10 rand a year. Yeah. It's substantially more expensive than that. That's and true. private school is even more expensive than mm. that. So I think the, the demands on us as parents is higher. And, we you know, we spoil our kids. Yeah. So we give them, or we want to give them, there's nothing wrong with that, but we want to give them the luxuries. Yeah. That sometimes we never had. And the luxuries cost more now. Though. Correct. Yeah, mm. no. No, in fact, the luxuries now actually happen to be the so-called basics. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. I need a hockey stick. I need a golf. Uh, I need iPad. a set of golf clubs. iPads, mm. which I wanted in grade zero, by yes. the way. Yes. yes. But now, to draw now let's color. say now, I am a mother. Okay, I'm, a, I'm planning to be a mother. Uh -huh. And it's automatic that, you know, it's, it's natural for everyone to, to expect that the day you decide to have a child, it will just happen. Mm. And now we're faced with a lot of uh, cases of infertility. Mm. Mm -hmm. And um, back in the day, we used to think it is just a women's <coughs> issue, a woman's issue only, yeah. because me being a black woman, it is such a, it used to be such a, a, a taboo, such like, how are you not able to bear children? To bear children so yeah. here I am, financially secure, ready, prepared to now have a child and it is not happening. 
And I know that back in the day in our culture, uh, in black culture, if you marry someone and if you marry a woman and they're not able to conceive, then it is your, I don't say legal right, your cultural right to go, to, look for, another to wife. go for another wife or mm. to actually take the younger sister. But there must be someone who's going to bear you a child that is going to carry on the family name. Yes. You know what the reality is? The reality is today we have things to do. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. nature has intended for us to have our children in our 20s as women. That's mm -hmm. when you are most fertile. Yeah. And if you ask yourself the real question is how many women today are ready in their 20s to actually yeah. have their children? No. Yeah. So no you're one. busy studying, you're busy leading your life, you're busy you just started getting on. Yeah. Right? And so by the time you actually get your act together and you think, okay, now I'm ready, you could well be in your 30s. Yeah. So it's still possible to have children in your 30s, but it becomes less possible yeah. because your egg age as a woman is the same age as you. So wow. you're born with all your eggs. Yeah. You have wow. two million when you're born. By the time you hit puberty, you only have 500,000 left. So, wow. And then every time you have a reproductive cycle or menstrual yeah, period, cycle, yeah. you don't only use one. A few of them go. So yeah, by the time you time. get to menopause, which is roughly around 50, there are no more eggs left. So yeah. that's, the, that's what happens. So number one, egg quality yeah. and egg quantity. Number two, diseases associated with lifestyle yeah. that can hinder fertility, yeah. that can come up as we get older. And that's why women can struggle to fall pregnant yeah. when they're yeah. trying for the first time in their yeah. late 30s or early 40s. So that ability to have kids doesn't last forever. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's a finite time. I, I know from people my age and younger these days that contraceptives are something that people use in order to kind of ready themselves. Like, I'm not ready to have a child now. Yeah. So there's a lot of injections, there's patches and all of that. And some of those things mess up with the females, or all of them, in fact, mess up with the females' hormones. Well, you, you write in one way, but yeah. not write in others. And okay. There are some that will have a greater impact okay. in terms of future fertility than others. Okay. So, mm. for example, the injectable contraception, yeah. so yeah. things like Depo-Provera or no Isterate, mm -hmm. would can delay a return to fertility. Oh, oh yes, true. Okay. By up to okay. one to two years yeah. after you stop it. Wow. Yeah, it's so, not like you don't go back immediately. Yeah. Yes, yeah. so you can yeah. go back, mm. but obviously the older you are and the longer you leave it, the, more likelihood that other factors could yeah. also be involved. So, like, so the yes, you know, and also if you're using a contraceptive, sometimes, like with the oral contraceptive pill, yeah. it makes things, everything perfect. So you mm. get your period every month, mm. everything looks regular, mm. and it masks a potential underlying problem. So yeah. if yeah. there is a problem, you don't even know because you're because using you're an artificial thing yeah. Yeah. and you think it's okay, but it may yeah. actually not be okay. So that's the impact of the contraception. On the yeah. one hand, the benefit is it allows you to plan. Yeah. Yes. The downside yes. is sometimes it it has it shoots you in the foot. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But it doesn't happen to everybody. It, it so some treats women people differently. Correct. Yeah. So some people come mm. off their pull after fifteen years, yeah. boom, don't even get a period and they're pregnant. So it and oh. some people get pregnant while they're on the oh, pole. Yeah. yeah. So you don't know. Everybody gets affected by it differently. Yeah. But yes, it can have an impact. Okay, now the impact of infertility now, when now everybody gets devastated. Because I think uh, a lot of people take it so personally that uh, because we think it is the most natural thing mm. for a woman to be able to do. Mm. And the next thing here I am, 
um, all those other implications aside, now we are trying to have a baby. The baby is not coming. We go consult to the, doc uh, the doctors, and the doctors is sorry for you. Mm. You are not able to have children. Yeah. And now there are many ways to deal with infertility. I mean, there are traditional ways, mm -hmm. like the one that I just mentioned, that you just have to, then you allow your husband to take a second wife or you get someone to have babies for you. Yeah. But in term, because now we've got other clinical ways. Mm. We've got in vitro fertilization, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and which is ridiculously expensive. Mm. Mm. And you find that a lot of people who cannot even afford it are, those, are the ones that actually need it most. Mm. And I know that there's also surrogacy, which is also expensive. expensive. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it is amazing how expensive infertility is for someone who really, really wants to have a child. Mm. And, um, and, and now we're asking you because you being a gynecologist, when you, after you've broken the news to someone saying, okay, you are not able to, here are different options and ways that you can actually eventually have a child. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the experiences or maybe the reactions, um, the resentment? I don't know. How do people deal with that? So, you know, to tell somebody, you know, we always have this fantasy that we can, we can have kids when we want to. We're going yeah. to leave a legacy behind. Mm. Yeah. And part of that legacy will be a genetic legacy. Mm. I will carry on when I'm gone. Mm. And even though you choose not to, the news that you can't, that your option is removed, can have yeah. a huge impact on, on your psyche True. and your psychology. Mm. And often people have to allow themselves to come to terms with that. Um, and not only that, it's all the societal expectations, like yeah, you yeah. said. True. You're yeah. not good enough. You are defective in some way because you can't have a child. Yeah. And these are all real considerations. And often there are recourses, like you said. There's IVF, there's artificial, artificial insemination, mm -hmm. various techniques. Yeah. And often we refer people for these techniques, and they're expensive. Mm -hmm. So. And you often the success rate, which with each try, let's use IVF for example, mm. is only about thirty percent take-home baby rate, mm. which yeah. means mm. that you have to do on average three tries to get a hit, yeah. which means to take home a baby. Yeah. And chances are you get devastated again. Yeah. And it's a and roller again. coaster. And it's, mm. it's just like correct. Yeah. So you have to have the fortitude to say, right, this is the route we have to take. And this is what I have to do for myself to strengthen myself so I can deal with the ups and the downs yeah. Yeah. of the whole process. Yeah. And I also have to be okay with the fact that it may not work. Yeah. And it's expensive. You're looking at an average now, a basic IVF, a try in a private setup could be, be anything between 60000 and 75000 But then usually that is wow. in a private setting. Do we have that in like... If I go to Baraguana, the hospital, no. for instance. So in public, yeah. the reality is public medicine has no money for fertility because it's regarded as a luxury. A luxury. It's a nice to have. Wow. Oh, my. They, they are pressing wow. health like Now, all issues. of a sudden, the most natural thing... Is a luxury. It's, it's a luxury because <laughs> you can't naturally do it. And if you want to do it any other way, yeah. it's like... Yeah, it's, it's, it's not essential for our yeah. health, for our health mm. system because we, we're struggling to find finances for basic things. So yeah. fertility is put into the classification of a luxury. True, true. So there are places like that are semi-private funded, like mm -hmm. in Cape Town, attached to University of Stellenbosch mm. or Western um, Cape, yeah. where you can get it at a reduced rate. Even okay. Pretoria University, it's reduced, but it's not as high as the complete private 
privately wow. funded stuff, but it's still a substantial chunk. Yeah. You'll end up yeah. paying You'll about end up 20, pay. 25 Because also medical aid do doesn't really pay for that. No. They also take it as a luxury. It, as a it luxury. also gets taken. It's not a life-threatening. It's, life wow. it's like having cosmetic surgery. Correct. It's in the same bracket. That's crazy. But then the need is so different because I think it's one thing if I want cosmet cosmetic surgery because I want to be a... An M cup. <laughs> I have to think about it. Because I want wow. to be an M cup, and that is that doesn't take away from me, and it doesn't. It doesn't. It this, the, the emotional. My emotions are not deeply affected, or my psyche is not deeply affected. As the need, as the the desire to actually have something or someone that has life and breath in them. And I know that it has something to do with me that yeah. I can actually say I did that. Yeah. And I think it is quite it is quite sad in a way that what it's supposed to be a so-called basic need turns out to be such an expensive exercise. Mm. And I think um, a lot of families get so devastated that they're not able to achieve basic things, you know, yeah. and people get upset that, you know, all these girls, there's like a lot of teenage pregnancies. You do it once and there you are, triplets, boom. Yeah. Mm. And now you are all sorted, ready to go, and there's absolutely nothing. Yeah. Some people spend their whole lives trying not to get pregnant. Yeah. And some people spend their whole lives trying, trying to, to get, get pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. I think it's the human condition. So it the one is. side has to make the other side possible. Mm. And all of it mm. needs to coexist at the same time. Mm. So it's, yeah. you know, nothing is ever perfect. Yeah. So yeah. as much as there will be people who have too much, there will be people yeah. who have too many. Yeah. Not, too little. Yeah. Yeah. Too much and too yeah. little. But not only in the financial sense, but also in the, in the physical sense. Yeah. In what we are yeah. allocated yeah. in terms yeah. of yeah. health yeah. and what we experience. Yeah. yeah. But the, yeah, sorry, you go, you go. I've, I've noticed that in terms of black cultures, like you said earlier on, um, they, they tend to look at females as the problem when the, there's no baby coming. Yeah. And it's sad that we have to, the females go to a gynecologist and go through all these expensive procedures to then find out at the end that actually you're not the problem. Snap, that was gonna be my next question. Is there a way that men find out? Is there a gynecologist, so to speak, for guys? Can we find out beforehand yeah. if we've got what it takes? Yeah, well, absolutely. Look, 50% of, of infertility is yeah. related to male factors. Wow. So that's half. Mm. Right. Yeah. And often we when we go before a couple embarks on an expensive yeah. fertility assistance. Yeah. yeah. Often we have to evaluate both people of yeah. the, of okay. the involved okay. Okay. because you don't want to spend all that money, like yes. you say, and then realize it's not working. Why? And now you figure yeah, out you it's figure actually out, yeah. because there's a sperm test. Yeah. So usually in, in a setup where the couples go, the couple goes together to a fertility person. Yes. The, those fertility doctors will evaluate both of them. Okay. Yeah. And the yeah. way they get evaluated, the males get evaluated, is they have to produce a sperm sample mm -hmm. and they test it. Mm -hmm. So they test it for count, okay. to see how many sperm there are. They check for mobility yeah. to make sure how many of them are moving because yeah. they can't be moving in circles. You're not going to get anything. like just cruising, you know, like... Yeah. and how relaxing. many of them are normal? <laughs> yeah. Because only normal yeah. sperm can yeah. fertilize. Because yeah. yeah. a lot of us or a lot of males have abnormal sperm and it's normal to have abnormal sperm mm -hmm. in your yeah. semen okay. but only the normal ones 
can actually fertilize. Yeah. So they check all of those things. They check for antibodies against sperm. They also check to see how the sperm and the woman's mucus interact. Okay. So the mucus is not killing the sperm. Yeah. So these are all factors that can be looked at before you embark on an expensive exercise. Yeah. So separately, we, we can have kids. That can happen, that you are fertile on your own. I can also make another woman pregnant, but together... Sometimes there's a little bit yeah. of something here and a little bit of something there. But and together, together they're not, they uh, don't work. Wow. Yeah. If you went somewhere else yeah. and you went somewhere else, would be fine. you'd be fine. But if you were together, yeah. maybe that doesn't work. Ish, that's even that hard, man. That is crazy. It is. It is difficult. Now, when someone, a couple comes through, they go through the test and we realize that, okay, it is all impossible. There is no way. And then sometimes they, go, uh, they try and go through the expensive ways of doing mm. the IVF, mm. artificial insemination. Mm. But then do you also sit a couple down and give them different options and say, listen, the sooner you, accept, you get to a point of acceptance that you cannot physically have your own, like whether it's physically, artificially, yeah. have your own child that is coming out of your loins mm -hmm. or out of your, yeah. your womb, it's not your egg. Yeah. Do you give them options like, okay, have you considered adoption? Have you considered mm -hmm. this and this? And is it, do, do a lot of people take that on? Or do you actually find like there's a lot of resistance? Mm. So I think that people today still are very set on having their own genetics. Yeah. And there are different ways you can do it. So let's say, for example, the two of you want to have a baby, okay. right? But let's say you, you have no sperm, okay. but you're fine. So they could get a sperm donor, mm -hmm. right? So which means you could still use a sperm donor mm -hmm. with your eggs. Yeah. You carry the child. It becomes your child, but you have no genetic link mm -hmm. to the child. Mm -hmm. Right. That's like a halfway. Yeah. yeah. The opposite is also true, that his sperm are fine, but your eggs are not good. Then I so you could donor. use a donor, yeah. but you can carry the baby. True. So even yeah. though you carry the baby, there's no genetic link between really? you and the yes. baby. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it's still yours, but genetically now now you have to make your peace with it. Yeah. Because if you do a DNA test, nothing. It there's won't. no, no, there's no, no DNA that's common. Just, it's, wow. it's just a you're just a container because really? she's the yeah. carrier. And then you're you can the even have the surrogate where the surrogate carries it. Yes. So let's say there's a problem and you can't carry the baby. Yeah. You can use your sperm, your eggs, and someone put else the baby can. into and the surrogate just a who is just the container, but it's genetically yours. Yeah. So there are many oh. options in terms of what the possibilities are. And now talking about eggs, like I just want to quickly talk about egg donation because mm -hmm. I know that it is such a controversial subject. Yeah. Yes. I know that men are quick to <laughs> to donate sperm. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Quickly and speedily. <Sure. laughs> I mean, all it takes is two minutes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I, I know that it's easier for men to donate sperm, but it's very difficult for women to donate eggs. Mm. You know, because surrogacy is one thing, IVF is another, but for someone to be able to say, okay, I have two kids, yeah. but I've got eggs that I know that I will never, ever, ever use. Yeah. Uh -huh. Or I know people donate wombs and everything, but then the the... the, the the speed or the rate at which, especially in South Africa, that women are willingly prepared to donate eggs to allow other women to have the experience of having mm. their own children. Mm. How, how, how is that? How good is it? It's not, a, it's not something that is done easily because yeah. it does involve taking its toll on your body. So let's yes. say wow. you wanted to donate eggs. Yeah. You'd have to go and have an assessment. 
to check are your egg is blood tests, etc., to make sure your egg quality is relatively okay. okay. Yeah. You would then have an ultrasound or multiple ultrasounds. You may require medication mm -hmm. to stimulate you. You yeah. have to come so off your own contraception. Mm -hmm. So there will be a disruption in your life physically and organizationally okay. to uh, allow yourself to be that egg donor. Yeah. And you may even have side effects of some of the medication and you have to undergo some procedure to harvest the eggs. Yeah. And if they can get enough on the first go, great. But if not, you're going to have to go through it again for the second month. Mm, so yeah. that's what I think prevents a lot of women from that's being a, a donor a, because yeah, it's, it's not difficult. a simple matter of I go somewhere, I offload my eggs and I move on. Yeah. It's a process that will affect my life in the process. It's like proper organ donation. Mm. Well, mm. not mm. as hectic way. as that, yeah, but well, similarly. I just feel like it is, it, is, it is quite a procedure. It's not as easy as, as uh, it would be for and to the, get a sperm donation. Correct. It's not two it's, minutes. And the yeah. other thing is, the other ethical thing is yeah. that you have to think about, I will have people walking around this earth with Looking my like genetics. Yeah. Yes. And what happens if I have my own child yeah. and my own child Looks meets like that person Falls, and then in, falls love, in love, and they don't know they're genetically linked. Yeah. Wow. So those are ethical issues that one yeah, needs true. to consider before we just hand out our genetics. Mm. Yeah. Because I know that 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 it, it basically rules out so many things because that's why people are, are scared to come forward because they're like next thing you walk into a store and you're like looking at this person and going like I know you. Yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. you know who are your relatives? Who's yeah. your dad? And actually, it's your egg or your sperm that has been donated yeah. you know and but i also know that on the on the on, a, on an upside the uh, not an upside a downside a lot of people uh not just in south africa across the world i know people who leave south africa go overseas to do the procedure and there's like a black market for it because that's how desperate couples are mm -hmm. you know to get um to get babies to have children of their yeah. own and it and then people are selling eggs for two hundred and fifty thousand yeah, read that. just yeah. so that and I think it is it is so scary to see the lengths at how people at, at, at that people are prepared to go for because yeah. if I'm prepared to go to to South America yeah. to donate my egg, clearly there must be a client mm. who is prepared mm. to pay that whatever much. price necessary yeah. to correct. see that happening. That's correct. So yeah. this is like a very big, big issue. It is. I had a friend who, who, who had a woman from overseas meet him at the airport and wanted to pay him two million rand to be a sperm donor. He must he have been, have been fine. one good <laughs> No, he, he, he is a very good-looking man, even if I say so myself. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So and yeah, it's real. It is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can Thank never you. ever finish talking about this this no, fertility thing because no, it, it is so broad. It is the the impact of it, the emotional, the psychological, yeah. the financial strain, and everything that just comes with it is just like it's a complete mystery. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We wow. can carry on for days. Yeah. yeah. But then, well, we don't have days, do we? We don't. Nor no, do we, we have don't. two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you went there, right? I will always go there. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed Chatting Change, made just for you by Bright Rock. The first ever needs-matched life insurance that changes as your life changes. For more needs-matched content like Chatting Change, visit changeexchange.co.za.